Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's my check. It's my check. The podcast that Mike buys. And Hello, horny babies, and welcome to another episode of Mike Check. With Cameron James and Alexi Toliopoulos. My name is Alexi Toliopoulos. Sorry, guys. <laughs> How did you even that. fuck up your own name? <laughs> sorry, dude. No, we're not editing that. Okay. We've got to leave it on the record that you couldn't even say your own name. And I was, I sounded so eloquent for those first three <laughs> seconds. I was like, this is going great. Say your name again. Do it. My name is Alexi Toliopoulos. That's correct. And with me, as always, is Cameron James. Hi, I'm Cameron James. Oh, no. It's contagious. Okay, let the record show I ate a gummy bear one second before we started the show and there's a tiny bit stuck in between my teeth <laughs> and I reckon that's a little bit came loose and it trapped me up. <laughs> it really tripped me up. So this is a podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Mike Myers, best known for playing Austin Powers. Just to check if they are still good. So far, we've gone through a bunch of them, and guess what? The consensus, surprisingly, has been that they're good. Yeah. For two fans of Mike Myers, who would have thought? I think they're pretty funny. And today is a very special day. That's right. It's a mini-me episode. Mm -hmm, Where we will discuss not a film of Mike Myers, but another iconic moment in Mike Myers' history. For many of you, this may be the most iconic Mike Myers moment. This might be the most iconic moment for many of you, full stop. But before we get to that, and we will, I would like to introduce to the stage, because we do record... Live it's a live on show, stage. but we forgot to plug it every single time. So unfortunately, it is live, and there live. is no one here. <laughs> it's live and quite sad. Uh, but please, live from Sydney, it's my check. We forgot to introduce the show as well. Like, welcome to the stage, James Colley. Yay! Hello, Sydney. <laughs> James, you are our political correspondent for the Mike Czech Republic, and you could not be the more perfect guest for this show. Oh, thank you so much. I thought the second I heard that Mike Czech was happening, I thought, well, there's going to be politics there, and <laughs> I, I got to get my feet wet. <laughs> you got to jump in, and you've chosen the perfect time to get wet, and that is not a euphemism. Or is it? Well, it is. It, it, just to let the record show, it is raining today. Okay, so so, so far the record shows that <laughs> you have had a gummy bear and it is raining. Yeah, well, people thank you for keeping the... the minutes during this as well. <laughs> I, I was happy to be the stenographer. <laughs> people just need to know the facts because this is an audio medium. That's correct. But we're hanging out as human beings. We're not dislodged voices out there, so people need to know the context of what's going on. Well, guys, it's about time we reveal the true purpose of today's mini me. Oh this, boy. This is a big one. Uh, During the week, Kanye West, famed musician, artist, designer, iconoclast. Uh, Comedian. (laughs) Yeah. Comedian, actor. Architecture enthusiast. Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, He just wants to build hotels and nail it. Yeah. (sighs) He's also a sneaker freak. I know that about the Mm -hmm. guy. And future POTUS. Hmm. That's something for us to discuss because he tweeted during the week, hashtag... 2024. After already hinting uh, last year or earlier this year that he will be running for president in the year 2020. But after meeting with current president-elect Mr. Donald J. Trump, 
What does the J stand for? Is it jerk? <laughs> oh my goodness! Come on, I'm sorry. now he's going to have to resign. I'm right. so sorry for <laughs> finally revealing my stance. <laughs> but he, it seems now that Kanye has formed a close bond with Mr. Trump, and he will not be going up against him in 2020. He's going to wait the guy's full two terms out. Yeah, 15 minutes, and he decided Trump deserves a second term. <laughs> yeah, like you usually give him a hundred days, but he was like, no, this seems good. All right. Fair I love enough. that he also tweeted, um, we need to have an open correspondence with our future presidents of this country. I mean, the guy, he didn't vote. He's openly said yeah. that he didn't even vote. Is this because Obama called him a dumbass? I, it's I, all got to be I about think that, so. right? I think it believe it was a jackass. Sorry, how dare I? And I think as well, it, he had this weird quote where he said, I want to have an open channel with the president. Or I thought it was important to have an open channel with the president. Yeah. That's... Bizarre. Why you? <laughs> Why you, mate? That's unreasonable, in fact. I but, would love to see a president plug an album, though. That would be incredible. That would be pretty cool. God, if the president could plug a podcast, that would be, <laughs> be really important for me as well. Obama's last act in office. Uh, it feels, actually, that's so weird that you've... I feel, because remember when... Uh, Everyone was always asking Obama who his favorite like musician was, and yeah. Obama would always say Jay Z. This has got to be Kanye just getting in right and being yeah. like, "I finally want a president to say I'm the best." Yeah, he's trying to kick Ted Nugent out the door. <laughs> so let's just get into this a little bit. So what we will be discussing is in the year 2005, during a Hurricane Katrina benefit film for NBC, also live on the stage, much like our show. Yeah, live to no audience. <laughs> It's the Hurricane Katrina benefits. <laughs> they definitely should have opened like yeah. that. <laughs> but it's uh, it, it was a big it, it, the Hurricane Katrina benefit brought together a lot of stars from stage, screen, and song. Is that how it goes? <laughs> uh, to to kind of raise awareness for uh, the people in uh, New Orleans that are having. This. I don't. Sorry to raise <laughs> okay, money, sorry. not awareness. We'll raise money, not awareness, and also really sorry. I was going to say New Orleans, but then the, I, in my head, I'm like they call it New Orleans. What's <laughs> what's the right thing to say? And then I just went down the middle, and I feel ashamed of myself. How did you say it? New Orleans. <laughs> <I> said, <laughs> New Orleans. New Orleans. And but in fairness, and on the record, you had had a gummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. Um, I love gummies. I can't help it. Uh, so, so there's an iconic moment in this where Mike Myers, best known for playing Austin Powers and Wayne Campbell, and the Love Guru, Love Guru, Charlie McKenzie, Shrek. Um, oh, he was Shrek. Dieter from Sprockets, and also Mike Myers, a comedian from doing it live stage performances <laughs> and the lead singer of Ming T. But he, uh, <laughs> he, he was partnered up with Kanye West uh, to, to do some, I don't know what they were doing, to be honest. To, they... to raise money for the people affected yeah. by Hurricane Katrina. So they're on screen together and um, should we just, so they're on screen together and moments before they go on, Kanye tells Mike that he's going to ablib and not go by the script. And Mike, so 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 Mike has forewarning of this. Apparently, they've Ooh. said that they've said that since that. Mm. Apparently, Kanye said, "I'm going to ad lib a little." <laughs> I mean, but no one said that until recently. I yeah. feel like ten years went by before anyone came forward and said that Kanye admitted he was going to ad lib. So I don't know. I think it's up in the air. I can't like I can't also imagine the moment they're about to go out for <laughs> for a very tightly scripted mm. telethon. Yeah, and Kanye's like. You know what? I got this. Don't worry. I'm going off book. And they rehearsed and everything too. There was like a camera rehearsal, all that stuff. Yeah. So anyway, should I play the clip? Let's just play the clip. So this is what happens. Imagine Mike is standing there. He's got his his uh, bulk, famous bowl haircut. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's dressed not unlike when uh, he gives the slam po- poem in So yes. I Married an Axe Murderer. Very similar. He's got jeans and a blazer. And Kanye West is wearing chinos and... A long polo shirt with a print on the front. It's actually quite ugly for a guy that's well known for being. But this well-dressed. was 2005, and polos were in, polos and, and Kanye oh, yeah. was bringing polos to hip hop. And can I also ask you to comment on Mike's sleeve length? Well, I cannot because his arms are very noticeably behind his back for most of the thing, except for one important point where he rubs his eye and starts talking. And there. did you catch a glimpse, maybe freeze frame of how? His cuffs were like... Let's re- pause it when we get to that point and I'll, and I'll do a live comment. <laughs> All right, um, maybe we'll pause it a few times during this so mm-hmm. we can discuss it. All right, here we go. With the breach of three levees protecting New Orleans, the landscape of the city has changed dramatically, tragically, and perhaps irreversibly. 
There's now over 25 feet of water so Mike's doing a great city job streets just talking. and thriving neighborhoods. Sorry, I'll pause there because that was Mike's part, and that's yep. pretty great, right? That was that was on script, a professional one take, mm-hmm. glorious. Like I, I was surprised there was still a problem at that point because if <laughs> I was watching, I'm getting a mortgage and I'm putting all my money in. Yeah, you go. All right, Austin's telling me <laughs> I gotta, I gotta give my money to the people. I'm gonna do it. I do what Austin says. I'm surprised that he didn't try to lighten the mood a little, maybe throw in a little groovy or yeah, like it's very ungroovy. What's going guys? On why don't there. you throw these guys a freaking bone here? <laughs> <laughs> do you think if there was a discussion, if he should come out in costume? <laughs> Are we doing this in character? It definitely went on behind closed doors. Someone yeah. would have... Should we tell Mike? And they've just got it like this This Dr. Evil suit just pressed up. Like the Should we tell the guy? Do you reckon Lorne was a, a producer on this, actually? Well, I know... it was shot at 8H, wasn't it? Yeah, it was shot at the 30 Rockefeller Center, the home of Live from New York, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> and uh, it's it's not produced by them. It was Harry Connick Jr. put this together oh, as a yeah. young boy from New Orleans. This is amazing. So Harry Connick Jr. taught Australia that blackface was mm. wrong and then went over and saved New Orleans. He, it's amazing. And his best friend was Will Smith in Independence Day. So, And he also provided the soundtrack to When Harry Met Sally. So he's a pretty iconic bloke. He's Harry Iconic Jr. <laughs> All right, that is me. That is yeah. all I have to add. Okay, well, you can Good check night, out. Sydney. <laughs> you can check out Cameron's other podcast, the the Chronicles of Harry, where it uh, just goes through all of everything Harry Connick Jr. has ever done. I love him. I just whispered your name. I, only song I know of his, but I love it. Um, I'll play. What we're about to witness now, guys, is history. Mm-hmm. This is the moment. Mike has finished reading from the teleprompter. He did a good job. In his mind, he's probably going. That was very shagadelic. Yeah. I did a very good job just there. Party on. Yeah. Thank God I know how to read cue from all of my years performing live from New York. <laughs> what night of the week did they do those again? Well, Saturday night would be the taping, but they would do rehearsals uh, throughout uh, All the through the time. week. Yeah, really? I think so. And now it is time for Kanye West to speak. I hate the way they portray us in the media. If you see a black family... It says they're looting. See a white family, it says they're looking for food. And you know it's been five days because most of the people are black. And even for me to complain about, I would be a hypocrite because I've tried to turn away from the teacher TV because it's too hard to watch. I've even been shopping before even giving a donation. So now I'm calling my business manager right now to see what's, what is the biggest amount I can give. And, and just to imagine if I was... If I was down there, and those are those are my people down there, so anybody out there that wants to do anything that we can help with with the setup, the way America is set up to help the uh, uh, the poor, the the black people, the uh, the less well off, as slow as possible. I mean, this is Red Cross is doing everything they can. We we already realize a lot of the people that could help are at war right now, fighting another way, and they they they've given them permission to go down and shoot us. All right. That's the ending of his little bit there. So just to put that in a bit mm. of historical context, like uh, at this point, the hurricane has hit. FEMA are having a terrible response. They're very, mm-hmm. very slow acting under George W. Bush. And this kind of statement, it is what launches Kanye's career. And it's mm. also mm-hmm. just such, such a daring, like you don't usually see this uh, shaken, genuine yeah. discussion. Like now it's so commonplace because yeah. it is so shareable, but this really started that. And... It's just like important note, the themes that you brought up there were like media portrayal mm-hmm. of uh-huh. race, uh, the use of military for overseas intervention rather than helping local play. Like he brings up issues that, well, once again, he's a visionary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and- a minute. I mean, he speaks for about a minute and 20 seconds there, if that, and he covers a lot of ground. And this is the first time that I recall seeing Kanye West speak uh, just casually yeah yeah i mean now i've seen we've seen him talk a lot this is this is before the taylor swift and this This is before podcasts you know and and this is when youtube youtube had started this year or the year before i believe and so this was when this is one of the first kind of iconic viral videos he made that shit famous yeah he did and i think it's so even watching it now i still get like a little shocked by it or just uh, moved by it because the way he's speaking it's it's so by the seat of his pants like it's so unplanned yeah and he's just he's just talking straight from the heart 
And it's it's hearing him shake and really not know which direction he's going to go and seeing the kind of emotion build up in his face uh, completely contrasted by Mike Myers also not knowing what is going <laughs> on. Is, it's something that is still so stirring for me. It's something that... Um... I uh, I was when I was remembering this before I went back and actually mm. watched it. I remember it a lot more clunky and awkward than mm. it actually was. Then you rewatch it, and as you say, it's really effective. Yeah. But it's also remarkable how good a job Mike does of yeah. just of giving him a platform mm. and letting him speak and not trying to take the message over or anything of the sort. And it's it's pretty. Once again, Mike Myers paves the way for people of the future. Yeah, it's a classic Mike move that he'll work with someone more talented than him. Exactly. And then he just stands next to them while they do their thing. Okay, dude. I'm looking at you, Dana. I think you're the best. I'm a Daniac. Well, I'm a Mike Heads, and I think Mike Myers is one of the truest visionaries of comedy. And one of my goals for this podcast is to just let people know that the guy's cool and funny. (laughs) The guy's funny. He is funny. He's great. But you can't deny that working alongside Dana... And other great comedians like Cameron, jo- Diaz. Cameron Diaz, Justin Timberlake, um, and Donkey, now Kanye- <laughs> <laughs> lots of funny blokes, and now Kanye West. That's what he does, and that is a great speech. It moves me because he is so clearly emotional mm. during it. And you're right; he does change tact a few times. He goes down one road then gets overwhelmed by the next thought yeah. and leaps to that one. And then goes personal saying everything that he's trying to do, trying to find out the maximum and amount of money. that's the way we know Kanye West now is that he's someone who will relate any global problem back mm. to him. Some may say narcissism, but I think that's the way that he just sees the world. He can I only so. relate yeah. to it when he puts it in perspective to him. Everyone's the protagonist of reality in their own mind. Yeah. And like, he true. has to do that. He has to. And for him and to say... And it's hard not to see you're the protagonist if you're one of the leading voices <laughs> yeah, in the exactly. entire world. But it's, I find it interesting that he, um, he says, you know, I went shopping before I donated money to this. Because that's, that's such a like ballsy thing to admit. Yeah, it's a guilty admission. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I think it's great. And people, a lot of people gave shit over the past 10 years to Mike Myers for... The his face during this basically yeah. like I, I think he he doesn't look as awkward as we remember. I don't think <laughs> yeah. so either. Also, I think as we, if we're just getting up to the next part, I think at this moment he has a call to make mm. because oh, yeah. the script is still sitting there. Like the teleprompter, what he would see on this, yeah. he doesn't know how global this goes. He sees a camera. A bewildered crew, because even if Kanye did inform Mike, he sure as fuck didn't tell the fucking second AD what he was going to (laughs) do, or he wouldn't have gone on that stage. So a bewildered crew and just a teleprompter and someone sitting controlling Mm. that, praying Mike can see them (laughs) waving and like just flicking it up and down and up and down. Oh my God. Apparently, to the um, the studio that it was filmed in, there was no audience, obviously, because it's mm. not. It's much like our show. Um, but yeah. they, <laughs> but they did have the other celebrities that were doing kind of similar pieces to camera, kind yeah. of hanging around. So. Leo DiCaprio was there, Lindsay Lohan, people like that. Harry Connick Jr. Harry Connick Jr. They were all sitting around and apparently <laughs> apparently they all stopped to watch this moment because they could you could just feel in the air that yeah, this yeah. was going off. It's script. fucking real, man. It's mm. like when you're performing to only to other comedians and someone yeah. just you know they're not just going through their routine, they're just having it out and you're like, Wow, let's sit and listen. Yeah, I love it. I love that. And I, but whenever I try it, it never goes well. Well, I, I don't care to listen. <laughs> when I go, you know what, guys, I'm going off book. <laughs> it's because it always starts with, you know what the problem with you lot is? I, when you said I'm going off book, the first thing I imagined was you then taking a break, looking down at your book on a stool, and then launching into something. He just has it go off book yeah. written in pyro on his I palm. do actually have, I always read a book on stage, um, Marin style. I yeah. go Marin style. I bring my notes. I bring a lot of clippings, newspaper clippings, <laughs> Garofalo style. Where I'll just go. So what's in the news today? And they go, look at this, look at this. Can you believe the price of sandwiches in the city, guys? <laughs> it's still all really yeah. trite. Shit. Yeah. I just bring funny headlines that people have sent in. <laughs> See, we're yeah, all what we're all the? students that sounds funny. of comedy. We all, you know, Alexi and I come from the more nineties mm. alternative style. You come from the more like Jay Leno. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I, it's the same reason I collect motorbikes and. <laughs> yeah. Hate Letterman. <laughs> I love that whenever I see like your writing 
uh, like when we're hanging out at a gig or something. And I'm showing you my writing. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people are like, what do you think of this one? But a lot of people have like a, you know, torn up notebook or their phone, but you have pictures on black cardboard, which is what I really <laughs> yeah, like. Exactly. And you're just going to shuffling through them. The audience appreciates a craft project. And I think right now, let's go back to the clip because yeah. I think now is where we're going to, what we've just been talking about, about our own comedy is a great insight for what's about to happen. All right. So Kanye has just finished his first moment of speech. And subtle, but in even many ways more profoundly devastating, is the lasting damage to the survivors' will to rebuild and remain in the area. The destruction of the spirit of the people of southern Louisiana and Mississippi may end up being the most tragic loss of all. George Bush doesn't care about black people. (sighs) There it is. Now, we should qualify. That was on script. (laughs) (laughs) That went through all the NBC producer notes, everything. They did a table read of it. Far out. So, Mike, you're right. Mike did have a call to make there, and he was like, "Uh, I can react in the moment. Everyone knows that I come from Second City. I've got a lot of experience as an improviser, or I can trust the writers. And at my heart, I do love writers. I've worked with some great writers in the past. I'm going to stick with them, even though what I'm about to say is going to have no context. Could you imagine if that was the moment he chose to go into the Austin Powers game? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is groovy, baby. (laughs) That'd be so funny. There's that awkward pause of like two seconds and then, yeah, baby. (laughs) Did that make you horny? Licks his finger, rubs it around his nipple. Do you think if he does that, does Kanye go ahead with the George Bush doesn't care about black people line? <laughs> that could have changed history. Yeah, who knows? God, and Mike, Mike has no idea. And so, and then obviously, uh, George Bush doesn't care about black people is the the famous seven the, words that everyone yeah. remembers. And George Bush has said that that's the lowest point of his entire presidency. Well, they got him bang to rights. Like, yeah, someone finally <laughs> figured it out. Yeah, well, they caught me. Here's his mere culprit of having to come out and be like, "Shit, <laughs> I had faked it for a while, but not you got me. Sorry." And the moment it's the moment after he says George Bush doesn't care about black people that I think many remember which is Mike Myers just turning to Kanye West mm. with mouth agape, just with shock on his face. And then the camera cuts away to Chris Tucker, <laughs> <laughs> who is doing the exact same face. Yeah. What an in ace in the hole year. to have as a director as well of a live television program. Yeah. Cut to Chris Tucker, not really paying attention. No one let him know it's coming yeah. his way. Yeah. It's like, you got to go, Chris, you got to go. It. And it's just... I feel for Mike a lot in this scenario because having read the interview with him after from GQ, mm. he talks about... He which talks- stands for, of course, Gentleman's Quarterly, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I know because I, as you can see from all around us, I have piles of GQ. Yeah. Which is weird that you brought them to the live venue in which <laughs> <Yeah>. we're playing. <laughs> and all the walls have just got photos of just Clive Owen everywhere. <laughs> What's love, up with that? I love Clive Owen. God, he should have been Bond. He should have been Bond. What's the deal with him not being Bond? He should have been Austin. You've got to... <laughs> if not Bond, Austin. It's so unfair that everyone's always hypothesizing over who's going to be the next Bond, but no one asks that about Austin. I think Idris Elba is going to make an incredible next Austin. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That'd He's be the, funny. That would be the best thing that Mike could It'd do. It'd be the, the first time, but he'll change it too much because when he says the iconic lines, do I make you horny, baby? The answer will be, yes, yes, you Yes, you are Idris Elba, yeah. of yes. course. You're the most perfect looking human being on the planet. But I think um, what I relate to Mike in this scenario is he talks about in the interview about how he's, um, how, about his, he talk, obviously talks about his fucking dad in the interview. <laughs> no. talk, Mike has a real daddy problem and he talks about daddy his- Daddy wasn't there. He talks about his father, you know, watching TV and standing up for injustice and stuff like that. And so he's, Mike has got this, uh, this progressive justice warrior kind of thing inside of him and i relate to that a lot i've got a similar background where my parents are like uh very uh hu- like hu- the actual humanitarians my mum's a human rights lawyer i'm um, just let the record show yeah. that alexi is both woke and bay yeah i am i'm a woke <laughs> but but then they're like my parents are humanitarians and i'm just a little goofball all i like to do is be stupid and silly and talk about mike myers and then so 
you know, there's times where this is all stuff that I believe in, but I have no idea how to talk about it or how to yeah. how to be in. I can imagine being Mike in that scenario, going like, "This guy's doing a great job, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> what do I do? Do I say, yeah, baby? What do I do? <laughs> what am I going to do here? Do you know who I feel for in this is Chris Tucker? Because mm. as it comes to him, you know, he has the choice to make that he could have the great segue. If you care about black people, yeah. <laughs> donate now. I remember as well, because I, I remember seeing this live on TV. And I think I was what my mum was mainly watching it. And then she was like, oh, look, Austin Powers is on TV. And I came. <laughs> you and, ran into yeah, the room. I ran out. You had your cravat on. Yeah. <laughs> like, get, let me get my fake glasses and my fake teeth. I'm ready. <laughs> and then I, I, I remember seeing this. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And then I remember, I can't remember if this was from this or from another event later on, but Chris Rock uh, saying George Bush hates midgets as like a joke response to this. Oh, right, right, right. To kind of play it off more. I mean, that's a great joke. <laughs> you can see what, like, someone someone was came up to him, like a, a producer, like an assistant producer came up to him mm. and was like, look, this has just happened. It's going off. Like, it's one of the first big social media splashes. Yeah. We need to mitigate this as quickly as possible. <laughs> and Ross was like, don't worry. I, I got, got you. Yeah. I've got an ace in the hole. I've been ha- sitting on this one for a while. He pulls out a, like a long scroll of paper <laughs> that has various like epithets he's crossed off of the George <laughs> Bush hate. No, no. <laughs> All different presidents' names as well. Just fills it in with Bush. President Garfield hates me. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike, I mean, he didn't really comment on it at the time, did he? But in the years since, mm. he has, you know, like in that gentleman's quarterly interview, obviously. Yeah. He uh, he has said stuff something to the effect of, um, "I agreed with him. I, I felt proud to be standing next to him while he was saying that." Yeah. I mean, do you reckon that's just Mike kind of looking back with rose colored glasses, or is he? I think so. And they would be thick framed, <laughs> and glasses. quite funny. Yeah, but I think they I get I, fogged I, up when he gets horny. I've got a feeling like that, uh, something like that. Like I think deep down, that's how he felt. But at the time, I think you would feel kind of perhaps embarrassed by being caught off guard by something like that. Because all he would have known was that this guy might ablib a little bit. And you'd... I have to stop you there. This is the second time you've said ablib. Sorry. Are you thinking like abdominal muscles? Yeah, because that's where it all comes from. (laughs) It's where it all comes from. It's the liberation of your abdominal muscles to say whatever you mean. To be honest, I have said this on stage before. I got called out for it. I forgot what the real one was (laughs) since then. Ad-lib. Ad-lib. And what's your last name? uh, Toliop. (laughs) (laughs) But he he was uh, Mm ad-libbing, which stands for additional liberation of words that are not written down. And um, he, and so when you hear that at this, when you hear that, you just assume he's just going to put a personal touch on it or something. Yeah. But then he goes very off script. Yeah. And he, in 30 rocks, 30 Rockefeller center, that's frowned upon. Yeah, that's true. It's really frowned upon. If Lorne was producing, he would have, Said something to Kanye. I mean, what's next? Adrian Brody's going to come up and say, yeah, man, and talk with a Rastafarian accent. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that's not on. Yeah, protect your neck. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, man. I I do feel bad for him because I could imagine being in that situation too and just going like, oh, man, I really like didn't, I didn't do enough or I don't have enough of a personal connection Mm. to this scenario that I, if I go off book and go, yeah, yeah, man. And, and like, there's white people down there too. And they're my people. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's not a good move. There's French Canadians down there. <laughs> I also think this is like, like right now we would feel as if we mm. would have a better vocabulary and understanding to deal yes. with it. But this is like the first real occurrence or to my knowledge of yeah. a kind of a pop culture, black lives movement, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. which is like, yeah. it's, it's, it's something that was iconic, but also it, took time to develop language amongst the broader public of what to do in these situations, like how to best listen, how to whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he's flying so blind here. Yeah. And, and like Second City very rarely go into <laughs> exactly what to do with this. You get, you get a couple of lessons on it, but it's, you know, it's just at the end of the program, yeah. you're not paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. It is a fake press conference is your final exam, <laughs> which is pretty tough. <laughs> Pretty tough to go by, but it, yeah, it is. It's that decision. Like, what do you, you do? Like, you, 
your automatic response in these situations, the best thing to do is just to go by the script. Would you go back to your gear? <laughs> if you, it's like yeah. when a joke bombs really badly or a heckle happens, you're like, what do you do? Well, I know this slays and he just does oh a bit of Garth. Yeah. <laughs> I um I think that if you know if that happened now if it, and yeah. there'd been all this discussion and it, mm. it was something that was quite zeitgeist and we knew about it, I feel like it would have been a totally different response. But back back then, two thousand five, I mean, I've heard people talk about it since, where they said that for a young African American guy in culture mm-hmm. to say something like this so publicly, yeah, it was liberating it was like maybe the first time in in a long time (laughs) that that had happened you know like some and people you know chris rock probably apart after he said he's Mm. um doesn't care about midget thing i'm sure he was into it i think it probably woke a lot of people up a little bit or at least like is that where the term comes from yeah 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 yeah. but i think so too because it's it is it's a thrilling thing and it still holds a lot of weight and cultural but remember white people were like, oh, he's a fucking idiot. Like, that was the first reaction yeah. of the yeah. media were like, look at this idiot. I remember, like, being a kid and hearing this at the gig, like, oh, come on. Yeah, he does. He loves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Bush loves black. I'm sure he does. I bet he loves them. I bet. Because it's, for back then, it's unfathomable that the president would be a racist. <laughs> it's yeah. unfathomable. And it, there's other things that he says earlier on, you know, about... Um, uh, he mentions the thing about when they show images of the black families. Looting yes. versus surviving. Yeah, looting versus surviving. Yeah. And that's, I mean, there are images of that that you can Google where mm. the different press releases show say different words. Um, and uh, <laughs> that's a great way to put yeah. it, isn't it? They say different words. <laughs> <laughs> Something I've noticed monitoring the media is different press releases. Say different, some announce a, a great new deal at Taco Bell. <laughs> and then some of them have the same words, but in a different order. This is know. very much like Collie's stand-up with, the little, with, with headlines mounted on black cardboard. I think, that's, I think it's so funny. But that's like a great point to make, yeah. and it's a point that has been echoed a lot recently as yeah. well. And it's like, I mean, this is 10 years ago that mm. He was saying it, and he he said it slightly more articulately than I just did. Yes, like he rambled it out, but it's like a great point to make. And do you believe that uh, this was the start of the presidential run? Because like you know, he had spoken on these mm. matters before. It was in his music, though. Like he, of course, he grew up in Chicago. He mm-hmm. speaks a lot on Chicago, particularly in comparison to Iraq. A lot, of, particularly yeah. in his early works, he goes in that into depth about that. Chirac he, is what we, he, it's known as. He drops body counts for that year and things like that. And, but this is the first time he is speaking to a wider audience mm. in America. And a I wider think, and whiter. Mm, hey. That's true, though. I know I said it to be funny and cool, but it's true. It makes you think. <laughs> really makes Being you think. funny and cool is an unnecessary side effect, but <laughs> yeah. you nail both on the way through. Just, just don't do it. But no, it's, like, it's an amazing yeah. thing. Like, but I think this is where... The campaign starts like I when we're so. watching the documentary in a few decades. Mm. Like this is what it's going to be. God, that'll be great for the podcast. By the way, do you think if um if he realised that this is the moment that launched him when it comes to picking a VP, call up old Mike? I think so. He'd have to be involved somewhere, Ooh, like but he's that. not. He's not born in America. Ooh, Mike is show Canadian. Show us the birth certificate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, okay. He's they show the copy yeah. of his book called, <laughs> called Canada. Canada. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think he'd have to be involved somewhere because it's such a it is such that it is that the birth of the campaign. Or maybe Mike could be like the Don Rickles of the. West Ken, the Hollywood correspondent, where he's just like comes into all yeah. the Hollywood foreign press correspondent yeah. things and hosts them and roasts them. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Perez. Yeah. It would be great be to fun. have a press secretary, Don Rickles. <laughs> What happened with the bombing of Libya? What's up with your fucking time? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But I love a roast. I know it's quite absurd to speculate that Kanye is going to be president one day. And like and he's he's always been the butt of jokes for uh his narcissism and how he thinks that he's going to be president and all that stuff and th- and and he overestimates his importance to people, but he really is an important figure in the culture today. And he's modern Warhol. He's yeah. modern Warhol and and like genuinely wouldn't make a terrible president. Well, he would be a puppet, so that's the cool thing about yeah, it. Yeah, and who doesn't a- love a puppet? <laughs> Jeff Dunham, my favourite yeah. comic. <laughs> but he's a puppet for the left, and that's cool by me, you know? Until uh, he's best friends with Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it is... It, 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 it does have that narrative. If you take away all of the... Um, the nastiness that the that the news and the media put onto like spin onto all this stuff, mm-hmm. it does have that narrative where it would make sense, like this rise in political awareness. Absolutely, and and can I say I think I've realised Mike's role in this, mm-hmm. which is the campaign anthem, a collaboration between Kanye and Ming T. Oh. oh, wow, that's good. I like that. Oh. What would it be? Um, BBC One, BBC Two, <laughs> BBC about CNN lying. <laughs> CNN, <laughs> FOX, <laughs> MSNBC, <laughs> vote for me. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Very good. That's, um. I mean, do you really think that he's serious about this presidency thing? Or is it just, again, him kind of saying, because I, lo- I love the fact that he speaks his mind even if he will change his mind yeah, absolutely. the next day or he just he just has to say what's going on mm. in there and then even if he doesn't 100% believe it he says it as if he does and i think like it's an audacious stump but then you you wonder like there's no way you go back from trump there's no like that's yeah. a one way street you so think? there's no like it's the populist doesn't go back and say you know what that was too like interesting and exciting <laughs> like terrifying an end of the world as it is yeah. like that it, it just uh changed how elections work like if you were to take a university course in 10 years this campaign will have its own chapter yeah. and and i think at elm of that means we push more and more in the reality tv is life area and it's something that will really well set up kanye west to run against Dwayne the rock johnson <laughs> for 2024 given like the idea that the world will last to 2024 at this stage seems absurd <laughs> to me. But, you know, if we get there, that would be a hell of a campaign. There is no way Dwayne The Rock Johnson wouldn't win. I'm sorry. He's yeah. too charming. Except that... Uh, what I about think the Wayne the Mike be... Campbell? Ooh. <laughs> That's who would beat him. <laughs> sorry, what were you saying, James? No, the the the, the Rock coming out as, as a closet Republican mm. would be so shocking to the populace. And, mm. you know, people would like putting Kanye up against The Rock... It's a close battle, but then you add our boy Mike. <laughs> what's how's the rock going to counter that? Who's That's he going to bring on? Kevin Hart? Fuck off, man! It's not oh, happening. Yeah. That's true. Kevin Hart, no good for. I mean, maybe you didn't like the movie they were in, so no, would you I vote for Dwayne? I would not want them to be the leaders of the Central Intelligence <laughs> Agency. That's what I would say. Because uh, that movie uh, was bad. <laughs> really, one of the worst films of the year. Let's. Should we talk about Mike a little bit more? Because sure. we're talking a lot more about Kanye. Mm-hmm. I think. I want to read you just a full quote of the GQ interview that we've been talking about. And this is more to do with, uh, we've kind of covered about, uh, he's talking about Mike's upbringing, about how his father was a very progressive man. Can I, can I ask one question? Yeah. What does GQ stand for? It stands for Gentleman's Quarterly. Oh. And it, it's a magazine that only comes out four times a year. Oh, okay. And it's only allowed to be bought by men. <laughs> and only men that have a soul of the gentler variety and wear suits and pocket chiefs. Or pocket squares, excuse me. I have not read the latest issue. And to date. Well, I have. And Clive Owen's on the cover. <laughs> and, and what's he say? It's pocket squares, but they're in the they're in the back pocket of your pants. Okay, Clive Owen reveals style. all. Yeah. It's yeah. pocket squares that are in the back of your pants. <laughs> we got to do a podcast called Clive Owing, where we talk about all the roles that he's owed in Hollywood. Yeah, it's only James Bond, but uh, I think it'd be a good listen anyway. So, okay, here's a quote. 
I'm like super proud to have been next to him. The look on my face is, to be honest with you, I thought I handled it well. I was like, this is what's happening. <laughs> A plus. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, he's, he said, this is what's happening because it's live TV, my milieu. And improv is my training, you know. It has been painful <laughs> that the culture has at times meditated on my surprise when it's really the message, dude. The message, the message, the message, you know. There's a world of fail culture. And it's hardly to fail on my part to be next to the guy that spoke truth to power at a time when horrific injustices. Ellipses, trails off, point made. So two things. (laughs) Firstly, I'm a proud exponent of fail culture and I hate it being appropriated. Yeah, of course. (laughs) But I love how quickly anyone can bring it back to, no, it's fine, I do impro. Yeah, I know, I know. and all okay. I would like to add on to both of your points that you've just made. Then number one, I love your fail blog that you have. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. I love how you can differentiate between an epic fail oh. and a mega. Do you know fail. what? Do you know why I do it? Because I love footage of teens nearly dying. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. just thought let's share this with the masses. Yeah, your whole series on parkour fails was <laughs> sublime, <laughs> and uh, I earned that Pulitzer. <laughs> The second point you made about improv, I, I think that he, he does bring that up. He says, you know, look, live TV is my milieu. I come from <laughs> That's so I come from improv and it's like, but you didn't say anything and you yeah. didn't improv. Why are you bringing that up? <laughs> I come from improv, so I'm used to reading off a script. <laughs> I think he has probably never watched this video again. Yeah. How could you go back to that? Because you... Because you may have seen it like once after it happened. No, I think he watches it every night yeah. with a glass of whiskey like in yeah. his chair. He presses a button on a massive TV and just watches it and rewinds yeah. and watches it again. And he's like, that's a great bit. Maybe. When, I, when, I, when I scratch my eye, that's funny. I saved it. Well, apparently he did make a joke afterwards. Apparently yeah. he, uh, after they cut away from them, he turned to the crew and he did a Dr. Evil impression and he went, well, that went well, didn't it? Really? He did the voice, yeah. Because I heard that I, in one of the articles I was reading today, I think it was the HuffPo oral history. Mm. And um, I only call it HuffPo, by the way. <laughs> Same never, time. Never. What does that stand for? Again? It stands for Gentleman's Quarter. Okay. <laughs> no, it stands for Huffington Post. Okay. And um, but Who I, is the name of the first journalist <laughs> to work for the paper? <laughs> but he, um, he, 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 apparently he was going up to other like celebrities there and, going, and just going, yeah, well, that went well over and over again. Like it was a joke that was oft repeated that day. I also love the idea that so the camera stops rolling mm-hmm. and he drops into Dr. Evil and says well that went well which yeah. kind of implies that he lives his world as Dr. Evil yeah. and when camera started rolling played the character of Mike Myers <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect God it is that kind of way that you explore and analyze what is <laughs> hidden between the lines that you deserve the young Walkley award that you won. <laughs> I did not win well, it. Well, you were nominated I, for it. I'm so sorry. Have won. I was ro- I was Clive Owen straight yeah. out of that fucking <laughs> <laughs> That's uh that's one of the great injustices of our times. Now since we will submit this for the next for the next <laughs> round though. We'll submit this. Since 05 Mike has dealt with this moment in his life multiple times people mm-hmm. ask him about it in interviews in half pod gentleman court yeah and um <laughs> genty court genty is what court. i call it. but he's also dealt with it he's himself i mean you were showing me i didn't know this that he cast kanye west in the love guru yes so we've never seen the love guru and when i was looking up for this episode doing some research um i'd also love to submit that for young walkley awards <laughs> uh i do research for this podcast and um we one of the things I found was that there's a clip from The Love Guru, which is a hockey movie that I'd forgotten. I didn't know there was a hockey movie in my memory. Oh, what was, about... Um, I thought it was a spiritual What about journey. Mystery Alaska? Yeah, so he's got two hockey movies, apparently. <laughs> and there's a scene where, probably at a big game or some shit, it cuts to Mike and Kanye in the audience, and Kanye says, I love hockey. And then their names come up underneath them like a, you know when you see a sports yeah when a, a they sports do program. a celebrity crowd shot when yeah. you see a sports program when you see an episode of sports <laughs> when you're watching sport <laughs> yeah I've actually never seen a full episode of sports so I don't know <laughs> What, do you think that being cast, like casting Kanye in The Love Guru mm. is settling any issue in it or him getting his revenge? 
Yeah. Like, oh, totally. You, you want to humiliate me on live mm. television? Yeah. I'm going to humiliate you on the fucking worst movie. So the whole thing was a long con. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm making this terrible film but, just to get back at Kanye. And it's weird because he's playing Mike Myers in that scene. Yeah, so which, he's... It, his Mike name Myers is, up. Kanye is. <laughs> yeah. That would be a very strange cast. Kanye plays Kanye. I want to clarify that. Yeah. And also, I'd like to submit that for my young daughter. <laughs> That's the real news. Fact checking is out of the game, but Cameron's bringing it back. Mike plays Mike. Yeah. Which totally blows open the Love Guru for me. And when I guess when we the finally Love review that, yeah. yeah, The Love Guru-verse is, I mean, it's a flat circle, if I don't say so myself. If Mike Myers is Mike Myers yes. in the Love Guru-verse, who is Guru Pitka? Is he a real bloke? Also, <laughs> does this mean in the universe of Austin Powers, Mike Myers is there? And if so, yes. has his career just gone downhill since Wayne's World? Oh. And there is no Shrek in this mm. world, oh. which is why Mike Austin is such a pop culture phenomenon because they've never seen the joy of Shrek. Yeah. And he is the breath of <laughs> And that's why he's still need. relevant for 40 years after yeah. the 1960s, baby. Oh, wow. It's all too much for me. And the other time that they have got together that I've seen is mm-hmm. that... There's uh, two SNL occasions. Yeah, two SNL. So the the one that I know, you told mm-hmm. me there was another one that yeah. I, I don't know. But the one that I know is Kanye was hosting? I or think was he, he the musical guest? He might have been the musical guest. Musical guest! <laughs> Kanye <laughs> And uh, there's a skit or a sketch. I don't know what they call it in that comedy world. They call it Live from New York. <laughs> they do a few Live from New Yorks every night. No, they call it Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, where Kanye is backstage and he runs into Mike Myers and they have an awkward moment. In fact, they might play. A well, the whole the up. whole sketch. No, let's not play. Oh yeah, we'll play the moment. But the whole sketch leading up to this point is about how Kanye West is difficult to deal with, and they need to uh, talk to him with kid gloves or avoid him. Sure. So this is kind of in the aftermath of the Katrina uh, incident. Sure. He's, Speech, if you will. He's putting on his famous Venetian blinds glasses. Oh, yeah. That God. I definitely did not own. So don't look up photos of those guys. <laughs> Cameron did rent them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still paying it off. And this is, the, it's a very brief moment. So I'll just play it because why Here not? Here we go. Oh, Kanye. Hey. So, uh, how's everything going? <laughs> I haven't seen you since, uh, uh, when was it? The telethon? Oh, right. I forgot. The telethon. Yeah. I got a lot of calls about it. Yeah. Mostly from the FBI and the IRS. They uh, took away my American citizenship. <laughs> Still got my Canadian one to fall back on, you know. I'm a cock. Pretty sure my phone's tapped. They follow me now. So, so everything's going good then? Yeah, great. Well, party on, man. Party on, party on. Party on. It's funny. It's pretty funny. I think it's cute. Yeah. I think it's a cute way for Mike to be like, we're cool. I think he says You know what You are allowed to (laughs) talk about Your people dying (laughs) And we're cool now (laughs) We're cool I've still got my people in Canada Yeah I'm a Canuck I'm a Canuck Party on You know I think it's it's cute I think it's funny I think it's fairly uh, Inconsequential But it's um, (laughs) It's it's funny Because I just love seeing Mike Have a little muck around Put fun of himself Mm. And I like seeing Mike Mike's um, Often he's uh, direct comedy move that he'll do is to be sad and pathetic like that. Yeah. And I like that. I think it's a great move. I can relate to it. <laughs> <laughs> Your See, commitment like is it's astounding. Thank frankly. you so much. It's I want to also... go for a young Oscar award one day <laughs> where I just submit a small acting tape. I think it's nice because it shows that um, Mike has a sense of humour about his own standing in yeah. this historical mm. moment. He knows that he was the guy standing next to the guy. Yeah, making history. Yeah. yeah. but And he also knows that he came across looking a bit like a fool in it. A little impotent. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Also, he hints at what, like, an a FBI, like, conspiracy or FBI line mm. of investigation where they see Kanye make this speech, look at Mike clearly acting quite shocked towards it, <laughs> yeah. and then thinking... 
He's in on this. <laughs> Tap his phone. Yeah. This guy and knows. Call it. the IRS yeah, and audit him. <laughs> I think having just said a word that we do not often associate with Mike, impotency, I think I can conclusively say that in this clip and maybe for the entire year of 2005, Mike was not horny. Wow. This he... is the least horniest thing we've ever seen of Mike. Do you think this is what uh, the spy who shagged me is based on? This yeah. is the time when he lost his mojo. Yeah, this is the real spy who shagged me. He's got no mojo at all. The spy who shagged him was Kanye all along. Oh, yes. Wow. Wow. And uh, let me ask you on this note of horniness, and I'm taking a journalistic tone because I'm actually up for a young, <laughs> a young Austin Award. <laughs> Very and that's for young people that work for the Austin Tribune. You're which up for is... a groovy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I was going to announce it on Twitter, but I may as well do it here. I'm up for a groovy this year. And do you think that in the year of 2005, yeah. when Austin was... When Mike was not... not... Austin. It's Mike. Two different Mr. Powers. Yeah. When Mr... You can either call him Mike Myers or Dr. Evil because apparently that's who he is off stage as well. When Mike Danger Powers. Yes. What's his name? Fuck. Yeah. I keep forgetting his it, name. Mike Powers. Mike Myers. Tolliopolis. <laughs> For 2005, did he have a film out that year? What was he doing creatively? I mean, if he's if he's having an impotent, mojo-less year, what is he doing? Is he working on Shrek? I'm curious. I'm wondering if he feels comfortable. Like, before they had this coming together again, America wasn't ready to laugh again. We were all still in shock and harrowed by this cultural moment. And this is really when the nation started healing. Once again, on Saturday Night Live, it was Giuliani all over again. Oh, wow. See, they're always I love Giuliani's stand-up, by the way. (laughs) Oh, when you see him go blue, he goes blue. (laughs) What was going on in 05? Um, nothing. It's a blank space. Dude, we've got 2004. He's in the. He plays Austin Powers in the My Prerogative video clip for uh, <laughs> Britney, Britney Spears. Spears, the the boys segment from the Goldmember movie. And then he does a thing called Cinderella, Rocked, Wide and Bluesed, the greatest video hits where he plays Wayne in a segment called Hot and Bothered. Which I'm sure we'll have to do an entire episode yeah. on if we can find out what <laughs> is that the hell an that adult is. Film? <laughs> I don't. Even, I've got no idea. But so we'll ch- maybe I'll check in his self. His You're self right, though. He's things. even been hornier in clips where he's talked about his dead dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, after this, the next year was the tribute to Sean Connery in 2006. Where he's quite horny. He is quite he's horny. Quite, in that one. <laughs> the guy's riled up in that video. I would say during the tribute to Sean Connery, he took it very well when Kanye said that Sean Connery doesn't care about black people. <laughs> Why does this guy keep following me around? <laughs> this double act is not working. Yeah. But then there's that that one is granted. Like that one is granted. Yeah. I reckon Connery, I'll say it. I don't think he cares about black people. I don't think he cares about any people other than himself. That's so, true. So, Kanye, I've been checking out our new baseball team. Uh, <laughs> that, that guy on first seems pretty good. What's his name? Well, whoever he is, he does not care <laughs> about black people. <laughs> No, I said, what's his name? <laughs> oh, God. Stay and subtle as it may be, uh, is that what he says when he comes back? <laughs> oh, he rubs his eye. <laughs> the eye rub is like, can we, can we mm. delve into that for yeah, a second? Can we, Cameron, can you load up the eye rub, please? Absolutely. Because it's, it's great. When you see a mm. master of their craft, when you I see... I mean, it's his milieu, baby. It's... <laughs> It's it's he clearly so in that moment yeah any a lesser performer would panic yeah he just did a little eye rub and that's his reminder that this is your milieu because yeah. sometimes you can forget your milieu and it's it's horrible. like if you have to walk through the streets wondering what is my milieu and what is the point of living yeah but he remembered his milieu and yeah. it was impro and so he read the script okay here we go here's the eye rub I mean do you want to hear it. No, we can just see the eye rub. I think the, the guys, if you're if you're playing along with us, head to one minute and twenty seconds in the <laughs> Bush doesn't care about black people on YouTube clip. It's got nine million hits. Surely <sighs> ten up once this is. Yes. Wow, this is this is this clip's gone viral, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, Mike. This is straight after Kanye says that they're going down there and shooting people. Yeah. Mike takes a moment, rubs his eye knowingly as he begins his next moment of speech. Now the eye rub I would say is the equivalent of 
Um, a it's tasty like a, it's finger. A, it's a micro panic attack. Yeah, I would say. and 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 it's he made a wise choice in using the index finger because mm. had he gone with the middle, though superior yeah. for <laughs> scratching an itch, it would have turned out terribly for him. Or yeah. even the pinky, too funny. If he puts a <laughs> pinky up to his face, people will start cracking, and they, and that's totally inappropriate for this moment. Also, sorry if you are Mike Myers and you are at the height of your fucking powers and you are on a Hurricane Katrina. In, sorry. sorry. <laughs> And and you are on an infomer like a, a telephone. It for does Hurricane look like Katrina. an infomercial. <laughs> How do you not come out as Doctor Evil and tell people to donate yeah. one million dollars? That's what he should have done. See, why weren't you producing this show? See, yeah. I tried. I pitched it in the room four yeah. times, and yeah. he went, "No, no, no." I think I'll go with standing awkwardly while Kanye <laughs> says he does it. Is it true that you said, "Mike, why don't you just go out there and be you?" And he said, "No, I want to go out as Mike Mike." Yeah, exactly. and then he put on the bowl cut wig. <laughs> <laughs> Lengthen his sleeves so they yeah. covered half of his hands. His sleeves not too bad in this, by the way. But Actually, he's, that's the moment we forgot to look he's, at. I know people have probably been waiting for my my sleeve talk <laughs> since the start of the episode. It's not too bad. It's a little over the wrist, a little too far, but it's not too bad as as not the worst moment we've ever seen in my sleeve history. But it also is his point. His hand is going up, and as we all know, gravity pulls things down. So it could have been even <laughs> whoa, worse. Whoa, whoa, slow down, Egghead. <laughs> So it could have been worse had his arms been at his sides. Yeah, that's true. I actually, speaking of Mike's sleeves, I found a photo on one of these. I think it might be the Rolling Stone yeah. article on it that just shows. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> if you just Google Mike Myers, Rolling Stone, Kanye West, the first thing that comes up, the photo, I mean, it's Donald Trump. He said he's not even in it. He said he's not in it. They focused on the sleeves. It looks like, like, like a rabbit poking its head out of a burrow for the first time like since spring has started. <laughs> It's a child in a man's suit. <laughs> oh my god, guys! This is this will be in the information for the podcast. If you, I've put it, I'm committing to putting a hyperlink in the podcast for this right now, just for it, this image, because it sums up all my problems with Mike's fashion. And GQ didn't cover this in their freaking article. A fashion rag. Not talking of like that will be question number one. If I'm a GQ journalist, no, I mean, please don't call it a rag. It's <laughs> yeah. quarterly. But, okay. but Genty Quart dropped the ball in yes. this case. Why? Go, where was the sleeve watch? You get. Get a cool, fashionable guy in, like a Clive Owen type, and just get him to, you know, maybe work with Mike to taper it all in. Do you know what I always say about Clive Owen? Mm. Lovely wrists. You know what I can't say about Mike Myers? I don't know what those Schrodinger's wrists. Exactly. That's one for you with your gravity. Thank you so much. I think there's a thing with Mike. He's very exposed Earlier on in his career, he's playing Wayne Campbell, guy who who wears very short sleeve t shirts. Often they have no sleeves at all. And then after that, Charlie McKenzie starts wearing blazers. Austin Powers, probably the character with the most covered wrists in the film history. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got those frills on on the wrists. He's They're, got frills on frills. Yes, the guy is could not be more covered up. Shrek, he's not even on screen. The wrists could are even more covered. And then now when we start seeing him play Wayne later on in the clips with Kanye and stuff like that. Any clip. Wayne now rocks a full hockey jersey yeah. that goes over his entire so, hand. So you believe he is hiding from fame in his own jacket? <laughs> yes. There's something <laughs> where he's... I don't, he doesn't want his wrist to be seen. As you I'm, all know, the wrists are the window to the soul. And <laughs> well, this was Kanye's first experience of this as well, which made him so comfortable with Trump's tiny, tiny hands. Yes. <sighs> He's got, it's very similar. It's all coming together. Collie, yes. at any point during this clip, yes. did you feel horny? Well, Baby. <laughs> there, I think there are certain moments in, in these, like, these kind of culture modes, the things that hit in the zeitgeist, mm-hmm. that you feel horny for history. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like when you yeah. see JFK say that we're going to land on the moon or lose his skull. You, you just <laughs> when get... he announces that he's going to lose his skull... <laughs> That is the most horny moment in I history. I lose my skull, not because it is easy, but because it is hard. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. As soon as Kanye said those seven words, mm-hmm. um, thank God you're here. So what was <laughs> George Bush doesn't like black people, or doesn't care about black people, and Mike turns to him, I got horny mm. for culture and yeah. history. Like you say... Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Oh, my freaking bone is going to do all the work itself. <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev, tear my ass up. 
That's going on a t-shirt. <laughs> You're revolting. I love that about you. You're a dirty dog, mate. Oh, is there anything else you'd like to cover with Mike? Oh, Apart boy. from the wrists. <laughs> well, no, I wanted to uncover the wrists, to be honest. Um, I think we've touched on most of the the stuff that directly relates to Mike. This whole story is bigger than we ever could think of. Yeah, there's a. We're, we're going to post the Huffington Post uh, oral history the for Huff this po as well. Post. The Huff Post. We don't oral. have time for you to say yeah, Huffington Post. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we are we are cutting it close to our time limit for this show, but we'll put that up there because that. That goes in some really fascinating places. I didn't know this story went about how this affected rap culture as well mm. and uh, started this entire Black Lives Matter movement for for where, where we are currently in the modern age uh, with the America being so divided. It's it's really is... I really thought this was going to be one of uh, like, oh, I can't wait to just make fun of Mike all episode. But this is a really powerful moment in history. And, yeah. and we have to understand that this didn't just have effects in American culture. Like a short time after this, Mike goes back to Canada. And then a little while later, Justin Trudeau rises to power. Like you mm -hmm. can see that mm -hmm. there's a clear cultural moment here for just polite men yep. <laughs> listening to important things in a woke way. And also, not long after this, Mike went back in time to the 70s. Oh, yes, of course. And he really shook some stuff up down there. Well, too. that was actually prior to this. So. Was it really? Yeah. Well, it shows what I yeah, know about in, this guy who I've dedicated the 70s, my life buddy. to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think... I think it's lazy to make fun of Kanye West. He is modern Warhol for everything you you really respect Warhol for. He is a visionary of culture. He knows how to manipulate media and he has an understanding yeah. of how we share and interact with the modern technology in a way that very few people do. If anything, that's a thing he has most in common mm. with Trump. And you could say even that that media is his milieu. Mm. <laughs> everyone needs one. We've all got a milieu. <laughs> Um, yours is, I would say, Mike Myers. I like yeah, to. probably. <laughs> That's my bag, baby. Yeah. And you're right. This is a world now where we are facing a divided America. We've mm -hmm. got Trump as president-elect. What I think we need now to bring us all together is Austin Powers 4. I mm -hmm. think so. I think so. And it can maybe... Austin has to go back to this moment in history. <laughs> Push Mike out of the way and stand by Kanye in the moment. It's because Austin has to go back to this moment in history yeah. because he knows that is not Mike Myers. Yes. That is Dr. Evil. That's a man, baby. Mike Myers. This is where it all comes apart. He yeah. punches him, he pulls off the wig, yep. and it was Dr. Evil all along. Oh, and what do you think would happen in that time if... Oh, this is beautiful. Because this mm -hmm. Trump is the villain. Trump is a... He's yes. a Austin Powers villain. Like and I think Dr. Evil was scared of Trump. Yeah, of That's course. funny, baby. And then, so he is trying to, oh no, this is a beautiful movie, Austin yeah. Powers 4. And Austin comes back, kicks Dr. Evil slash Mike out of the way, yep. joins Kanye on camera, and they riff together. And it's a lot and of- And that's where we hear the Ming-Ti Kanye yeah. collab. Yeah, Ming I think in. so. Because I, I thought maybe one of the things we could do is try and- punch up Mike's part of this. I think we've done that as well. Because all we, you know, all, originally we're thinking stuff like, oh, he go like when Kanye's like, oh, I've talked to my manager how much money I can spend, cut back to Mike. He goes, well, I think an appropriate amount would be $1 million. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something like that. But this is better if we make an entire film based on it. I mean, we got we to gotta get it to Mike. Mike, if you're out there listening, sorry about the wrist shit, but <laughs> we've got a project for you, Mike, baby. Oh, well, I feel like we, we may have come full circle on this issue. How do you feel? I We checked it. It's iconic. <laughs> yeah. It's not just good. This is important. It's, it's Harry Iconic Jr. Harry Iconic Jr. And I, I thank you all for letting me have this entire episode just so I could say that one thing. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on Mike Check uh, with Cameron James and Alexi Toliopoulos, the only podcast that go through the entire filmography of Mike Myers and iconic moments in history just to check if they are horny. And this one, is it's not quite horny. It's a little impotent, but it is powerful nonetheless. Um, James Colley, thank you so much for joining us as our political correspondent thank to the Mike so Joke Republic. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, mate? 
<laughs> I'm 26. Mm. Uh, if you want more of my stuff, I'd mm-hmm. say go through Twitter, Jam mm-hmm. Collie, uh, everything else. The, the back burner never ends, so you can check that out, but it's already bothering your Facebook feed, so I won't <laughs> plug that in. Yeah, he is responsible for the back burner. The, fa- is- the fake news is me, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we got him. We got the guy. Is there anything else you want to plug? Uh, watch the weekly mm-hmm. on ABC next mm-hmm. year and then Gruen after that. Basically, keep your TV on about 8.30 Wednesday on the ABC and that's all I need. Never leave Auntie. You've got your own podcast. You? You've got your podcast. Oh, yeah, of course. Nailed it. Um, listen, Go listen to Nailed It or Stop the Post or Airbuds mm-hmm. if you like basketball. Those are all shows you'll like. And those are related as live events as well. You'll see some of those in our feed. Live uh, events uh, like our show, I would yeah. say. Yeah. And guys, everyone in the audience, thank you for joining us today. <laughs> That's just James That's Coley James, clapping. The the, the I thought I did great. Yeah, yeah, you did a really good job. <laughs> um, you can follow us on Twitter at MikeCheckPod. Mm-hmm. You can follow Alexi at This Is Alexi. Yep. You can follow moi at I Am Cameron James. What else do we have to plug? You can listen to our other podcast, the Blank Slate Movie Podcast, where we are very serious film critics and we talk about cinema. And does mm. it make us horny? We will never reveal because that's not for that show. <laughs> uh, but we've, we've just done an episode on La La Land, which might be one of our favorite movies of the year. And soon we will be wrapping up uh, Cinema for the Year. We do a big awards show Oh, style you get thing. to wrap up Cinema yeah, for the Year. We yeah, tell the, we tell her how it is, what was cool, what was drool. And uh, so check that out. That's going to be a great episode coming up very soon. Uh, and also, if you're in the movies and you're in the Sydney area, come to Comedians Talking Over Movies at Golden Age Cinema. That is on the final Friday of this month, which I believe... no. Next, no, the second last Friday of this month is the 23rd of December. Uh, Reese Nicholson and Kyron Wheatley mm-hmm. do it. Uh, I don't know who's on with me, but it's just exactly what it says on the tin. Comedians talking over movies. And we love Golden Age Cinema, so yeah, go check that out. We love Golden Age. And buy a drink while you're buy there. Buy a drink. I'm going to be drinking. I'm going to probably make some great jokes. And if you love today, give us five stars on iTunes. And in your review, leave us the title for what you think our next super specific actor-based podcast should be. And we might even do an episode of it for you as a spin-off. You could do one called Pen Pals, where we watch the films of Sean Penn and Chris Penn. <laughs> I thought of that one as I walked through the door today. So check you can do that. I checked it. It's good. <laughs> Thank you. Great. We're doing well. This is good. I love you guys. Thanks love for... You too, thank you so much. I'm so glad you finally said it. Yeah. Um, Rude that Alexi didn't, but we'll let yeah, it go. Yeah, it's weird. We'll let it go. Sorry, didn't make me horny, baby. And uh, I love you horny babies. And thank you for listening to our show. And have a shagadelic holiday. <laughs> it's my check. It's my check. The podcast that Mike buys. And we're clear. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.